I'm Terry Mallet. And I'm Jared Treadway. And we're inviting you to co-create with us. From our home base in North Central Texas. We're hosting conversations that nourish our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual intelligence. We are about being spiritually physical. And physically spiritual. We are about inspiration. And aspiration. We are about involution. And evolution. We're about self-exploration and self-excavation. We are about each of us coming to know ourselves in our fullness and wholeness so that together we serve the expansion of human consciousness with the gifts of our specific genius. Welcome to 33 North, 96 West. Greetings, Terry, and welcome back to 33 North, 96 West. We are here in the studio after having some delicious remote episodes. It feels a little bit different to have you here as opposed to in the wilderness of Northern California or someplace. So <laughs> how are you? How does it feel to be back here, home? I'm doing well, and I'm excited to be back. I'm really excited to be here for a little bit to reconnect and visit and be immersed in the North Texas energy again. Exciting. So here we are, and um, we've done a little bit of pre-production uh, on what we want to share today, but we're not going to take that too seriously. Um, let ourselves let the conversation go where we're inspired for it to go. But what we're planning to kind of chew on uh, today is the action of being, or the art of being. There are several different ways we can express this. And I'm also going to say, I thought about this last night after we talked yesterday, uh, being versus doing, and then passive being versus active being. And so what does all that mean? I don't know. We'll see. But um, I was inspired recently. I was actually walking my dog uh, in the neighborhood where I live, and a a friend that I hadn't seen for a while drove by and saw me and rolled down the window and we had a a brief exchange. And then he said, you know what, Jared, I have to tell you, every time I see you, you always put a smile on my face. And that made me smile. Um, That's one of the greatest compliments I've ever received. Uh, And it's a simple thing. uh, But it got me to thinking about like, being with people, being in fellowship with people. Um, there are subtle layers of, of energy exchange in, in our subtle bodies, in our auras. Like if you think back over your life, like people that just feel good, that make you feel good. And then people where you feel, you know, the energy's kind of off right now. And so there, this is the tip of a really big iceberg, Uh, And so I think it's worth kind of uh, unpacking and um, feeling into like what you you accomplish by being a certain way. So those are some kind of preliminary thoughts from my perspective to kind of get our creative juices flowing. That's a wonderful introduction. (laughs) And it, it is a wonderful compliment. And I just think... I observe that so many people don't have a concept or an understanding. It's just not in their awareness 
that they do have the capability to have such an impact on self and others. Um, a word I used yesterday, you know, rather than being reactionary to experiences, to energy, to circumstances, being reactionary to life, it's a way of basically being more proactive, if you will, with your own energy field. Yeah. And your own being. And being just another thing that we alluded to in a conversation previously is just being really gentle with yourself. So those are some of the things that have kind of come up to discuss regarding this. Um, I feel called to kind of start with an example of a recent experience, a conversation I had with a friend, a colleague. Um, she does shamanic work as well. And we were just having conversation just about energy in general, being in the presence of different energies, uh, blueprints, personalities, temperaments, all of that. And one thing she said, the way she said it, I really liked, I really had an appreciation for. She said, she gave me as an example, and she said, so for example, your energy is very contained. And it doesn't mean I don't share it and I don't, but it's it's within this container and it's managed is the word I'm going to use. It's more managed. I'm in awareness of my energy uh, majority of the time, but not from a place of I need to constantly focus on it. It just is, you know, embodied. And um, she said, whereas there's a lot of people that are more, I used the word reactionary. You, I think you used the word yesterday, responsive, which I think is is a much more, quote, responsible I say, quote, just for trying to find the right word, but it's a responsible way of managing your energy. Um, but so many people are leaking energy out, if you will, and not aware of it. And I don't say that from a place of judgment because everybody has different experiences, blueprints, templates, all of that. But it really it really allowed me to hear it in a, in a way that truly seated in because... I've always used phrases like, um, I'm not going to give that any energy or I'm just, I'm just going to observe that and move on. You know, I don't take it in necessarily and react to certain things. And so when the, the, the topic, the concept of the art of being or the action of being came up, I thought, yes, I, I think this is something really important to share. Um, and actually, yeah. there's a lot of richness in what you've just said. And before you get too much further along, uh, we have to unpack it and, and yes. hit on some of those things. So um, one thing that you touched on is uh, kind of being, I'm going to say being with yourself as a starting point. And I'm going to express that for me in my own experience, this was a turning point, a pivot point. Um, the more uh, I have been able to be with myself, be patient and gentle with myself, uh, embrace all of myself, the more I've been able to be wholly present with others. And I think this is a universal phenomenon that we can all kind of be aware of. Like earlier in life, I think there was a level of, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, confess a little bit of self-absorption 
And it's not the kind of self-absorption that you might think when you, when people say, oh, he's self-absorbed. Um, what I'm going to describe is I was moving through life, and we've talked a little bit bef- uh, about this in in the context of like the Myers-Briggs system, and we're both INFJs. So the second function is extroverted sensing. And the way that has manifest had manifested for me earlier in life is I moved through life working really, really hard to, to make sure that everyone in my experience was having a good experience. But what that meant was that there was sort of this preconception uh, uh, in between me and the people around me. Basically, it was like I was on a stage putting on a show to make sure everyone was having a good experience. And that was to my own detriment in actually being able to be with them. And so it's really strange how, you know, as I kind of matured and, and got past the need to, it's, it's like I needed to feel like they were feeling good about their experience with me rather than just being with them. Mm -hmm. It was like I was putting on a show to try to make sure that they were, they were having a good experience. Um, so that, that's what I mean by self-absorption. It's not that I was really very interested or impressed with myself. That has never been the case, but, um, but the more I was able, I've been able to kind of, uh, turn within, get to know myself, get to know who I am, uh, a little better, the more comfortable you become in your own skin. And then when you move into being with other people, it's like you're bringing that level of honesty and clarity to the interaction. I'm just going to pat myself on the back right there again for that. But yes, does all that, you, you kind of know what I'm getting at. Like step yes. one, be with yourself yes. and be active, um, actively be with yourself. And the, the distinction between reaction and response responsive is i think the the best way to to express this being responsible with or for being with yourself Mm -hmm. and then being responsible for how you be with other people yes i i was thinking along the lines of uh, um, like identities so what you were saying was also where my mind was going in that it takes so much more energy to create an identity and to try to create an experience and to try to create all of these things that we, uh, one, our blueprint and two, our upbringing, all of these things can bring into our field of, okay, yes, I want to create the most optimal experience for someone else. But when we're doing that, that's also that form of in a sense, a form of what what my colleague was saying is that it's almost a leaking out of energy because you're not in your own um, being. Yeah, you're not in your own being. You are creating a being, creating an energy, creating an experience. And that does take yeah. a lot of energy. A lot. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of recovery time, if you will. Um, so people will have this natural go to. Um, it, it's conditioned and programmed. So I'm not saying it's necessarily innate, but it's this conditioned and programmed response of 
there being something at fault or wrong with other people's energy. But so in other words, when your energy is drained by being in the presence of others, it's easy to say um, their energy is toxic. These are just some phrases that you see and hear out there in the environment. Their energy is toxic. That relationship's toxic. Um, I can't be in that field. You know, there's, there's, it's easy to go to that and almost displace it rather than saying, wait, I have the response, uh-huh. not only the responsibility, the, but the ability. Yeah. I have the total ability and capacity. Yeah. To bring the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And take responsibility for it because, and this is really empowering. Yeah. Like to know that you, you don't have to be um, affected by anyone or any energy that you don't give permission to affect you. I mean, ultimately, you are sort of the uh, arbiter of your own field. Yeah. And if you, the more you realize that and the more you come into kind of stabilizing, accomplishing a level of core stability, yeah, it's like um, nothing less and less starts to feel like toxic. Uh, and you mm-hmm. feel less and less, you naturally are less and less re- reactive to what you experience. And then there's another layer to that, to this too, which uh, I want to kind of introduce for us to discuss. Once you realize what is going on with, with your energy and with the energy in the collective field, then you, then you, it's, in my experience, I've almost felt like I be- I become responsible. How do I say? I I'm inspired to to lift everything and everyone in the field. And even if they don't know, like if you are approaching everyone in your environment from a space of peace and love and harmony and equilibrium that you've cultivated within yourself, then you're extending that to them through the field. And everything has the capacity to be lifted. Uh, we've talked a little bit before about like collectively what we're calling, you know, the, the, the future that we're creating together. And I think this, this really starts with like acknowledging the, the inherent goodness in everything and everyone around you. And even if someone is hearing this, that doesn't believe that that's true. I want to ask, I want them to ask themselves, is it serving you in your own personal expansion to believe, to not believe that, or would it serve you better to go ahead and get into a space of, of believing that everything is true? Because within your own field, does it do you more good to believe that every, everyone has goodness in them? Or does it do you more good to believe that someone is toxic or dark or bad or whatever? Mm-hmm. You following this? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so being with someone becomes um, you, you. You sort of loosen your your um, like expectations. Uh, loosen your attachments to preconceived ideas for what that interaction might mm-hmm. uh, need to look like or how it should look. There's that nasty word. <laughs> yeah. And then should. you're just. It's almost like I'm going to say this. Like letting them, uh, setting them free and letting them tell you like share their energy with you which can be a really beautiful thing i feel called to add a little disclaimer here and you used the word confession earlier 
So maybe I'll maybe I'll dive into that for me as well, but my biggest invitation to people is to be gentle with yourself, not sabotage yourself, not judge yourself because again, it's all energy. And sometimes an energy comes into us that we don't desire. <laughs> we would like to clear that energy out. We would like to shift that, transmute that, change that. Um, and we can. We have the complete power and ability to do that. But if we, if we quote, sweep it under the rug, you know, like, okay, we're not going to face that. We're not going to deal with that. Then we're not serving anybody. We're not, ser- we're not being. We're not in our essence. We're not serving ourselves. We're not serving others. So it is okay to have the experience, have the emotions, have the thoughts, go through all of that. Uh, but to me, what it is is, okay, I've released that energy. I got, I, went, I got through it, and then now I can kind of come back to center and what is my true being and essence. And um, So I like to add that as a disclaimer in any conversation to people because it's so easy to be hard on yourself. Well, I thought I had... Uh, improved how I make decisions or manage energy in this circumstance, you know, and it can just come up and creep out of nowhere. Uh, I, I, for myself, uh, I know myself very well. And that actually upsets some people when you tell them that. And I say, I know myself really well. Yeah, <laughs> and it shouldn't, but keep And going. I think, um, which was a surprise when I realized it upset people. It can be a trigger. And, but having said that, I've spent a lot, I know you too have done this. I've spent so much uh, time, energy, um, intention, et cetera, and really getting to know myself well. A, a beautiful bonus of that is that means I know what circumstances I'm going to better be in, I'm going to better thrive in. I also know what circumstances don't really align with me. So if I put myself, for various reasons, for whatever reason, if I end up, I'm not even going to say I put myself, because again, that's sabotaging. If I am in a situation that is not optimal for me to be my optimal self, to be my aligned uh, being in my own being and essence, then yes, I'm going to have, I'm going to experience contrast that is going to possibly cause different reactions, different choices. Uh, all of that. And I just, I always invite people to just go with it. And, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be who you are in any given moment, have that experience. But when you have this, this knowing or this understanding that you can make a change into, or a different choice in any given moment, and that's something I've kind of adopted and made part of my life, I can say, okay, I've had this experience had this reaction, if I have a reaction that is not more in alignment with my preference of being more responsive rather than less reactive, um, responsive in in an optimal way that I feel aligns with me, then I can just reset. Yeah. You know, there really really aren't, I know society teaches us differently, but there really aren't any rules. The only rules, as we talked about in previous episode, the only outer authority is what you give, what you, who and what you give to. So, um, yes, I do have moments where 
I'm not in alignment with my being. I'm not behaving in alignment with my being, but I am able to recognize that and remedy that pretty quickly. On the same note, in the time frame when I'm not in alignment with self and being my true self, I also give myself a lot of levity. It's like it's okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm 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 expanding consciousness. To me that is the biggest phrase that works in my world is that if I did not have that experience, how much more expansion would I have had? And how many more frequencies of expansion would I have brought into my field so that next time I recognize even more the choices that yeah. I have? Yeah. So I've even gone so far, and, and uh, I'm curious to see if you've had similar experiences, but I've even gone so far. So I, I get up and I, for whatever reason, I know that I'm off. Mm-hmm. And um, if I have appointments or stuff that uh, obligations, I have to go do something with someone. Um, first, you contemplate, like, do I want to cancel this thing? <laughs> because you really do want to be, actively be present, uh, the action of being present with the people that you have an appointment with. Um, and if you're not able to do that, then you have to first ask, you know, do I want to postpone this or, or make the appointment? But I'll just show up and tell them. Hey, I'm off today. Doesn't have, have anything to do with you. I just need you to know that up front. Uh, I'm just off. And part part of my need to do this, uh, and it's very freeing in my mm-hmm. experience, but part of my need to do this was I started realizing that, that I was affected by the lunar cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and th- this this was really interesting for me because... Um, I, I, at that point in my life experience, I wasn't really paying any attention to what was going on in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I knew like, oh, my sun sign is Taurus. That was about the extent of it. <laughs> but uh, I started realizing that um, I would feel start to feel agitated and anxious at a certain time uh, each month. And then when I started feeling that, then I would look for, I would go online and see what the current moon phase was. And it was always four days before the full moon. (laughs) And then two days after I wasn't Mm -hmm. sleeping as well. I was like, my energy was, it was strange. And so of course the next step for me is to learn like how to be proactive and productive with that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, my relationship with the moon. I mean, there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot uh, in history, people who have cultivated their relationships with the lunar energy. Mm-hmm. And I want to know more about that. But but at least to acknowledge for myself that I was affected by something that was outside of my control. And to just kind of be gentle, as you said, but then mm-hmm. say to people, full moon, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. So, but but again, this is, this is a demonstration of a level of self-awareness yes. and then taking responsibility. Yes. And I think that's a little bit what you were saying. So, um, have you, uh, tell me, have you had that experience where you just like say it and conf- and, and express it? And then how do people mm-hmm. react? Has there ever been a negative reaction to that? Um, I do express it. I have for years and it was absolutely a massive pivotal change in yeah. my experiences. What it says to me and to the other is I'm taking responsibility for my energy. I'm not expecting you to have any level of responsibility for it. Um, But it's also, to me, it brings in from each of you a level of compassion and understanding. Yeah. 
hey, I know I'm not saying this in words, but energetically I'm saying, you know, I recognize that we all have off days or off moments or off experiences, and that's okay. I'm giving myself and you permission to be. Because to me, not just this is an epiphany that came in, that is part of the being. The being is not, again, creating an identity and trying to follow that. Yeah. Let me wear that mask or follow that identity or have that label or that title. It is literally in each moment being where you are. And this is a tangent, what we may talk about it someday, kind of a tangent, but related. Knowing our cycles and our seasons, oh my gosh, that's also a whole nother, you know, a whole nother level of empowerment for self. Knowing ourself, knowing our blueprint, knowing our cycles, knowing our seasons, also recognizing that they can change on a dime, yeah. just like the weather. Yeah. I mean, one day it can be 85 degrees and the next day it can be, you know, 20 or right. colder or warmer. It, it can vary. And just recognizing that we as nature, as beings of nature, are going to also have those experiences. So I think that's important to also give ourselves um, a little compassion on because we're not static. Energy's not static. We're not static. No. We are so dynamic just as the weather. Yeah. So I tell people something that simple. Just compare yourself to the weather. Mm -hmm. The seasons, the cycles, they're ever-changing. Even in the middle of winter, especially in Texas, you can have a 75, 80-degree day. You know, it's not unheard of. Um, I had, I was in snow five times this last summer, in the summer. And granted, it was late summer, but I was in snow five times. You know, it's not unheard of for there to be, and the next day I was in shorts and tank top and it was hot. So I just remind people of that. Yeah. We're, we have seasons and cycles. I yeah. didn't answer your question and I forgot your question, but I. Oh, I, well, I, th I think the question, uh, it was, uh, Generally, it's how do people receive that when you express and take responsibility for it. And generally, I think you've had positive response, as have I. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a freeing thing in the field. Uh, but you've hit on something that yeah. uh, that I will add to as well, which is atmospheric pressure shifting. And, you know, yeah. uh, that was another layer for me. And I don't, I don't know, I'm becoming more sensitive as I'm getting older. And maybe this is uh, something specific to my blueprint, or maybe it's a... A universal phenomenon that's not addressed in our culture, in our mm -hmm. conditioning, uh, or maybe a little bit of both. But like, as I've gotten more mature, it's like I can feel before the inner the weather changes, like something has shifted in the atmosphere, and it affects the way I feel. Mm -hmm. And when you don't know how to, you know, what that is, it's um, it's like you need. It, it, I guess I was conditioned to need to try to solve the problem. Like, why do I, why am I feeling bad? I'm supposed to feel good all the time. <laughs> and if, if I'm feeling bad, I'm still supposed to go to work. Like, mm -hmm. so like just recognizing that you are, I mean, at the, at the fundamental level, you are just light energy protons, you know, dancing on sound waves and everything in the cosmos is that. Yes. And this sort of solid body thing that we kind of identify with in our materialist reality is is not the the fundamental ultimate truth of what we are. We're connected to a field. And if you get affected by it, I'm just saying this to say, I gave myself permission to not always have to try to solve my moods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just kind of accept, be gentle, embrace kind of the fluctuation of things. It's liberating. Yeah. And emancipating. <laughs> yeah. To just be, mm -hmm. be where you are. 
you know, and I mean, again, I was talking about the weather earlier, but yes, it goes way beyond that. I mean, you could look at the NASA site and support where you are and what you're doing. Just that's one example. You can actually go out and say, oh, well, these planets are doing this. And whether you understand astrology or energy or not, the day-to-day people understand phrases such as, oh, well, it's a full moon. Yeah. Or, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> you know, things like that. People, it's become more commonplace for these phrases. And we can say them and we can laugh and we can we can be joking about it. But it's truth. It's truth that we are connected and affected by the cosmos, everything that's going on. And so I think, I think, at least in my experience and observation, there's a much broader awareness of that now. I get messages all the time. And when there's something pretty drastic of a shift going on in the cosmos, I get several messages asking, are you experiencing this? What is going on? What has changed? You know, (laughs) and there's, there's this, you know, this is a whole nother topic, but there's human resonance. There's planet alignments, there's the moon cycle, there's all of these things that affect because they are energy and we are energy. And so we are integrating all of that. And um, so that's why the art of being, yeah. the action of being to me is so important because what that, if I translate what that means to me, it means being in each now moment, wherever you are, And then you have your power of choice, you have free will, and you can say, okay, is this where I want to be, or would I like to change it? But you can do either one, and there's no right or wrong. Right. And that's what's so important to me. Um, For example, I thrive in Mercury retrograde. I absolutely thrive. I discovered I was born during Mercury retrograde, and Ah. there's a lot to that when you research it, but point being is I am so doing the absolute opposite of what society says. They say, don't sign contracts, don't make decisions, don't make big purchases, don't do this and that. And that's literally the day it hits. I don't even need to look at the charts. I don't need, because I don't really follow astrology, even though I understand it on some level. Um, I just know. Yeah. And I can look it up and go, oh, that's why I'm just on fire today in creation mode. So that's a cycle about myself that I'm familiar with. It's fascinating to me. Like I've um, I've gotten a little bit more interested in astrology in the last few months, actually, but definitely definitely in the last year. Um, and I was expressing to you, maybe on one of our previous calls, but definitely in a production call, uh, I've discovered that my ascendant sign is Aquarius. Uh, my sun sign is Taurus. My moon sign is Gemini. So if you if you don't know like if most most people in in contemporary society I think it's safe to say they'll be able to tell you what their sun sign is. And if you open up um a newspaper or mm-hmm. or you know you read your your horoscope you're generally reading a horoscope designed to to tell you based on your sun sign. But that's just the tip of the iceberg of of what your astrology can say about the energy that programmed you upon the moment of your birth. We're talking about a natal chart. Um, and so I've always I've always been aware that my sun sign was Taurus, but that didn't always seem to ring true. I mean, you hear people talk about what uh, what the characteristics of a Taurus 
sun sign are. And I mean, I'm not stubborn and there are some, there are some parts of it that are true. Like I'm an aesthetic, I, I, I'm responding to my environment and I'm fairly earthy, grounded, you know, slow, deliberate. There are some things about a Taurus that, mm-hmm. that I resonate with, but, um, when I, when I learned that I was the Aquarius Ascendant, which the Ascendant constellation is uh, basically, which, whatever constellation is on the eastern horizon at the moment of your birth, and it, it's, it's influencing the way you express in your outer world. So Aquarius, you know, is, supposed to, is the weirdo, the, the, the misfits, the odd ones. And I'm like, okay, so my <laughs> life is making a lot more sense to me now because, of course, that definitely rings true. And then the moon sign uh, has a lot to do with kind of your subconscious intentions and, and dreams and desires. And, and mm-hmm. I'm a Gemini moon, so I learn from that. And I'm saying all that to say one of the things that affects me a lot has been the position, what, what's going on with Uranus, Mm-hmm. which is the chart ruler of Aquarius. So like it's almost unfair for for our culture to talk about sun signs and not really help everybody understand the whole picture. Yeah. Because there there is a lot of truth uh and again in my case I've never been one of those people like I don't need to know the future. Like I'm not looking at my horoscope or (laughs) going to an astrologer to tell me what's about to happen to me. Mm -hmm. That's not, I want to be here present in the moment and, 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 but, but understanding these phenomena at at a deeper level, uh, it's one, one more layer of self understanding that you bring into beingness. Yes. And, And I wanted to take also the conversation into the direction. We talked a little bit about this, um, before, like you and I uh, are are attuned to kind of the spiritual dimension of life uh, by nature, and I think a lot of the people that find this series are going to be attuned to a spiritual dimension of life by nature. And we've had what I'll refer to. We've both had what I'll refer to as peak spiritual experiences that that have affected us profoundly. How do we integrate that into beingness and then take it into the life experience we're having? Like, you have to go to work. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the supermarket. You have to interact with people. You have to, um, you know, as your level of awareness about yourself expands and about the nature of our experience expands, we have to kind of ground that in our body and then continue to be here. Like a lot of, uh, in the past, a lot of people have, uh, have sort of, you have the opportunity to renounce, renounce life and become sort of a monk. We, I could have moved to a monastery and, and, and dedicated my life to that sort of contemplative path. I think right now I've decided that I'm going to remain in <laughs> culture. I'm sort of a householder spiritual guy. Um, so that means that I have to clean the toilet (laughs) and know that I am the cosmos. I mean, there's like Mm -hmm. this contrast. So, so how have you developed practice? Like, what are some practices? How do we really ground, like bringing all of this kind of awareness into our daily experience? So, 
for me, there's several words I'm going to use. They're all synonyms because I like to share it in more than one way usually. I'll start by saying it's mindfulness, Mm. but that's also deliberate, which you used that word earlier. It's living deliberately, living purposefully, and living mindfully, which are all the same things. Um, It is honoring everything I do. Everything I do, if I, I am a conscious creator, and if I made the decision to do that, I have to, basically, if you want to just bring in the, the duality of it, I have two choices. I can go in with one energy of, I hate this, I resent this, I just want to get this done. Or I can go into it with, well, I am, I have the ability um, you know, people would call it being in gratitude or appreciation. I could say, I have the ability to clean my toilet because yeah. not everybody does. I mean, honestly, what if there is a physical limitation or what if there, for example, I have, they call it multiple chemical disorder, but I have such a reaction to chemicals. Um, I can't tell you how many years I went without cleaning my toilet. Someone else had to do it. You know, I just couldn't do it. And, and of course now I use such pure products that it's not a problem, but, but that was a, an experience for me to learn But it comes down to, so I'm going to give an example that I think everybody can relate to. And if they can't, maybe there's a magic secret we need to learn. (laughs) Uh, Everybody has financial responsibilities. Everybody has bills. So when a bill comes in the mail or whatever way you receive your bills in an inbox or however that works, whether it's an automatic monthly draft or whether you actually get a paper form regardless You can go into that with the energy of, oh, I just, I've got to pay my bills. Um, I'll, I have my own confession. I, for years, I have a unhealthy, had an unhealthy relationship with Mel. I actually had the biggest distaste for Mel and I would literally have boxes of Mel pile up. So I would do everything online so I didn't have to open a piece of paper Mel. For some reason, the paper Mel was just so much chaos and stress for me. I can't say that I have completely uh, eliminated the paper trail, but I have made taken measures to really improve upon that. All of my things now are automatic draft and bill pay. That just works best for me. But having said that, so you can have this whole resentment, I have to open the mail, I have to pay the bill, I have to, have to, have to. What I did several years ago is I shifted it to, wow, I am really grateful that I am able to pay for this wonderful service. Mm. You know, I have running water. I'm so grateful to have, I mean, I don't live in a traditional house right now, but at that time I did. At the turn of a faucet, I have running water. I still have running water at the turn of a faucet. I just, my water doesn't come out of the same plumbing as everybody else, just I have my own contained. But it's the same concept. I can turn a faucet and I have running water. And how grateful am I to be able to pay for that service and have that convenience? But you can take it even to the things that maybe you don't think you appreciate. Okay, so you can take it into medical. I appreciate that I am here healthy and well to be able to pay this medical bill. You know, these are just some examples. But um, it's just being mindful. You know, I used to not like to shop at all. And now I get excited. Oh, I I get to provision. That's the word I use. I get to go provision. You know, I'm going to have resources and I'm so excited. And so... It's just being mindful and not, 
it's a perspective. To me, everything is perspective. So you can have the perspective of, I have the ability and the resources and whatever, whatever, the the health and wellness, the energy, whatever, to do this. It's an exchange. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant and beautiful. And and it made me think, uh, too, about, okay, let me see how I'm going to articulate this. So one of the things that happens to us as human beings is that we attach meaning to things, whether or not we know we're doing it consciously, mm-hmm. um, especially with repetitive actions. Like let's stick with these analogies to illustrate where I'm going with this, like cleaning the toilet, opening the mail. Like let's say you had a particularly challenging time in your life and all that was coming in the mail were people who needed you to pay them more (laughs) money. And so it's like you sort of assign meaning to the, the action of opening mail and the meaning is I have to feel bad because I owe people money and I don't have enough. So when you repetitively engage in that activity with that, attaching that meaning to it, you're building a belief structure Mm -hmm. in your mind. A belief is a thought you keep thinking. Mm -hmm. And more or less, many of us have belief structures that have been built subconsciously Mm -hmm. and not deliberately. And I'm saying all this to say, you may build whatever kind of belief structure you wish on any subject. That is a profound aha insight Mm -hmm. that I've had for myself. Um, And you're speaking a little bit to that um, in your examples, but I'm going to take that a step further. And I'm going to say, you may release the meaning that you've attached to anything and not assign another one. Mm -hmm. Like, the active release of the meaning means that you are completely open in the moment to the experience you're having without layering or burdening it with any meaning at all. Like the meaning of what a toilet is, release that. Mm-hmm. The meaning of what a toilet brush is <laughs> and the meaning of a like release all of it. And it's sort of like I'm su- I'm suggesting this sort of childlike sense of wonder and awe mm-hmm. about everything we see. Yeah. That feels so good. Um, it almost, it's like you're opening up your field and then you're allowing the, the moment to be and then allowing everything to tell you, like reteach you from a sort of blank wonderful space so Terry and I were having so much fun with this conversation that we went for almost two hours so for your benefit we have taken the liberty of dividing this episode up into two parts for you so that you can listen episodically if you'd like so this represents the conclusion of part one and then we will publish part two Uh, And we're publishing them both together. So if you'd like to continue listening, you can just click on through to the next episode. As always, thank you for being a part of this and I'll see you on the other side.